scripture reading this morning is from John chapter 18, verses 33 through 38. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask me this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and came in, and came for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? May God add his blessing on the reading of his word. So, in the past week or so, when asked why he was not holding the Saudi Arabian government accountable for the murder of U.S.-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi, President Trump responded, it's called America First. And we've heard this mantra, America First, before from President Trump, even even before he was elected, uh, this was his one of his slogans. And he wasn't the first to coin this uh, phrase. It was also the slogan of Woodrow Wilson and Warren G. Harding in their bid for uh, president in the 20s. And in the 40s, the America First Committee was formed around nationalism. This is a group that pressed the government not to enter into World War II. Of course, many of their leaders were also quite vocal anti-Semites, and that kind of got mixed up. All that rhetoric got mixed up with this America First Committee in the 40s. In our text today, Jesus is handed over to Pilate by religious leaders who are executing a Jerusalem First policy, or maybe a temple first policy would be an even better way to uh, put that out there. Jesus was confronting the religious systems that didn't reflect the highest aspirations of that particular religion. And because Jesus disrupted that system, it, in their minds, was running perfectly fine, (laughs) didn't need to be reformed, worked great, because Jesus was disrupting all of that. He needed to be stopped at all costs. So he was handed over to Pilate. And of course, Pilate was executing a Rome-first policy as he tries to determine whether Jesus was actually a threat to Rome or not, or just some kook uh, talking in the streets and getting everyone all worked up. And because if Jesus was a Rome to the, uh, was a threat to the Roman system, then the whole world collapses as far as the Roman Empire was concerned. 
And so Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? In other words, he was wondering if Jesus really fancies himself a king and was seeking to take control over a kingdom, either violently or not violently. And what Jesus explains to him is that his kingdom is not from this world. Pilate seems to feel that this really has nothing to do with him or with Rome. And you know what? In one sense, he's really right. Jesus is not interested in how far the Roman Empire stretches and is not interested in the systems that keep things running, is not interested in a peace that comes through violence, the kind of peace Rome had. He was not interested in, in all of those systems Civilizations rise and fall. Jesus has come, as he tells us in this text, to proclaim the kingdom of God, although John never uses that term, kingdom of God. But Jesus has come to proclaim that kingdom, that kingdom that is not of this world, but that has come into this world through Jesus Christ and will transform this world. Amen? If Pilate had been listening, then he really would be concerned. Because this is an idea that once it catches hold, really does cause some trouble in Rome and other places. And because where the kingdom of God is planted, it's like a, it's like a mustard seed that even though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it becomes like a tree that the birds can rest in. So Pilate had reason to be concerned. But that kingdom transcends the religious systems of the world, transcends the economic systems of the world, transcends the government systems of this world. And it not only transcends them, but it subverts them as well. It confronts them. It violates them. It points out how wrong they really are. And this is what gets Jesus killed, ultimately. Of course, that's Easter. We're coming up on, on Christmas. And here's where I'm getting at, is as followers of Jesus Christ, as those, as the text tells us today, who belong to the truth and listen to Jesus' voice, we are all called to a kingdom of God first posture. We can't get behind America first, because we are kingdom of God first people. Even the Marine Corps knows that God comes first. In one of their many mottos, it goes, God, core, country. <laughs> God comes first. Where's Gene? Is that right? He's not even here. Oh, well. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't want this to go too far afield. I am a proud American. I love my country. Uh, and I'm grateful for the freedoms that that affords me. And when the aspirations of the United States align with the aspirations of the kingdom of God, I'm the first to wave my flag. However, it's dangerous 
when we start to equate the two, when we start to think that America and the kingdom of God are the same thing, well, then we start to have problems. Mainly because we lose our critical eye and we think that our system will move us to the world that God wants. When in truth, we must always hold every human system against the ideal of that kingdom that is not of this world, that Jesus proclaims, that Jesus lived for, that Jesus died for on a cross, and that Jesus rose from the dead for. Amen? Unless you think I'm just being partisan or just pushing my bleeding heart liberal agenda, this applies to more than just which country you belong to, too. We, we can't have a myself first policy either, or a my job first policy, or even my family first policy. Jesus said he came to divide families and that those who do the will of my, the will of the Father are my mother and my brothers. Do you remember that part? Kingdom of God first. And if your job is in direct opposition to the kingdom of God, then perhaps it's time for a career change. If any religious system, even, is inconsistent with the highest aspirations of the kingdom of God, then it also ought to come under scrutiny. If you think that the ministry of First Baptist Church is hindering and not helping the kingdom of God, then you have the right, nay, you have the obligation to say so to me and to show me where we are off base. I give you permission. Not that you need it. <laughs> of course, the problem with that one is that, and probably the problem with all of these, is that, that these days there are so many different Religions and so many different ideas about what the kingdom of God is and what it looks like and what it ought to look like. And there's so many different folks out there who claim to be aspiring to the kingdom of God. And many, 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 many of our brothers and sisters in Christ would say that because we accept members from the LGBT community that we are in opposition to the kingdom of God. But of course our position is that by not accepting people from the LGBTQ community that we, that they are in opposition to the kingdom of God. So we find ourselves at loggerheads and we have to wrestle with these things. And we live in the tension of these different views of the kingdom of God. But ultimately we must be faithful to that kingdom of God that Jesus delivers to us through our own experiences, through our, our own Holy Spirit experience and through the scriptures, through the gospels where Jesus stands and proclaims that the kingdom has come near. Then over and over again it tries to tell us what that looks like. What is clear is that we are called, we are commanded to, as was stated in the text we talked about last week, to seek first the kingdom of God. We are not citizens of any state. We are citizens of heaven, Paul tells us. Ambassadors of the kingdom of God in this world. We're strangers here. 
Because we belong to a world, that is, to a kingdom that is not of this world. And that must come first. That must come first. It's the only hope we have for ever transcending the hate and the vile and the violence and the evil of this world that we see so much of and we rail against every day and that brings us down. The hope we have is in living out in truth this kingdom of God vision that God has given us through the person Jesus Christ and to be faithful to that and to not let any idol whether country, whether ideology, whether monetary security, to not let anything compromise our dedication and commitment to that kingdom of God vision that we have been given together. Amen? Let us pray. A loving and gracious God, we, it's a powerful message you give to us through Jesus' teachings about the kingdom of God and how incredible it is, and yet how dangerous it is too. How it forces us to choose our alliances and to even choose the kingdom of God over ourselves and our own security. May we, through your Holy Spirit, not of our own strength, but of your strength, Live into this high calling to be kingdom of God first people. Jesus Christ, we pray.